to Quell Party, and I'm Adrian. And I'm Kristen at Cat Party. We're recording with Listening Party inside Canal Street Radio. Yeah. Woo, so that's our big 2020 update. Oh, yeah. We became official. Uh, we took our relationship to the next step and joined the Listening Party Network. Mostly because we wanted to be closer to the food court at Canal Street Market. I'm so glad you brought that up <laughs> because I cannot wait to eat the rice rolls not even sponsored this is real life shout They're out so to joe's good. rice rolls um <laughs> uh, but no really uh super stoked to be able to record at listening party in canal yeah. street market um some folks that i really like as people that i don't listen to their podcast because i have a hard stance on not listening to podcasts apparently don't listen to that it's now we'll part bleep of, that whole sentence it's part out. of my personality now I think your personality, if you really knew you wasn't listening to podcasts anyways. But what does that say about me, then? If you really, wait, if you really knew me, you knew I wasn't listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I'm a doer. Like, I've just always been, like, a like I find out about things and I learn things through, like, like in-person interactions. Like, it's just yeah. who I've been as a person. I always. don't think I've ever seen you, like, listening to music on headphones, though. The only time I do it is um, when I'm on the subway. Right. Or I do listen to it, like, very low um, when I'm skating, which is probably, um, or like, walking. And it's probably not safe now that I'm thinking about it. Mm. Don't listen to headphones mm. while you skateboard. Uh, yeah. And don't listen to headphones while you skateboard at the skate park. Yeah, that's something we've destroyed um, Christine for are, on I was just saying, episodes. and I'm looking at you, Jonna. Oh, coming for you. Oh, I I make fun of her all the time. Where's like, the, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Where's the sound? Are we not enough for that. Now that we're official, we have a we have a soundboard. It's gonna be as you'll find out is. as you continue to listen. Um, we use it now. We use it now, but I <laughs> we don't know use what's the soundboard. Good one. What's this one? Womp, no, that was not it. Anyway, womp, womp. oh here. Jonna, this is for you. <laughs> I need to say also, since we've been here, there's been this couple like weirdly snuggling the entire like whole hour interview we did before this intro. Not to date ourselves, but and I've just been staring at them because it's so awkward. I can't see them from here. So. Oh, okay, good. Well, anyway, this is not what you guys came here to listen for, so. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Um, anyway, Kristen, one thing I did actually text Kristen about, which has been on my mind lately, is kind of how, like, not excited about skateboarding I am, which I yeah. know is not, like, the best tone to start this out for, but. It's honest, and that's what we're here for at <laughs> Qual Party. Honesty. Honesty. I just have been having a lot of trouble and, like, being really busy with the holidays, and it's New York, so it's cold, like. This winter fatigue is really, like, hitting. That being said, it's 64 degrees today. Yeah, so we chose literally the worst day to do this, but, you know. We really, we really did. Um, no, I would say that I think it's important to notice when that's happening. Mm-hmm. Because I think that in order to stay in love with skateboarding, you need to give yourself a break when, like, your body and your brain is telling you to not skate right um because if it's not fun and it feels like a chore then what is the point yes 
It's um, not like I'm near a professional athlete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's like one thing if you're like, yeah. this is going to set the tone for the rest of the conversation. But it's one thing if you're like, going to compete or something. Right. And you're like, oh, well, I should probably make sure that I skated in the last week if I'm competing next week or something. Right. But yeah, um, it's. I feel like too, like I have a constant struggle of like, I have these goals. I actually sent my... Um, my 2020 goals to Ooh. one of my friends in skating who said they're gonna help me um that's really awesome and like i think as you know when you're learning something you're gonna have goals and it's important to like have them but also important to know that like you don't need to actually achieve them if like yeah. that's not in the cards for you i literally said this yesterday while i was going shout out to space 198 the new vans indoor in new york city but yeah. i said this Bushwick. <laughs> i was like i'm not excited to go and so the fact that i'm going to push around and feel like a little more comfortable is my goal for the day yeah because like I feel not excited. That's it. Sometimes when I haven't been skating for a while, I literally just skate to somewhere, like skate to the bar, mm -hmm. skate to my friend's house, <laughs> skate to the bar. To be honest, skate to the bar. Um, my friend's house is the bar. My friend's house is the bar. My my friend is the bar. <laughs> Wholesome podcast. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like yeah, like sometimes, especially being new to skating, like. You get so caught up in progressing that you forget mm -hmm. that, like, it's literally just fun to be on it. Right. A hundred percent. And I think it's also important to, real like, I think growing up doing ballet my whole life, that, mm -hmm. um, that has helped me stay dedicated to skateboarding because I would have, like, my mom saying, like, we paid for this. You're going to ballet right. class. And then I would have to just, like, push through and go. And, like, 98% of the time, like, the times that I didn't want to go and went, I felt so much better after. Like, whatever I was sad yeah. about, or, like, even if I had, like, a bellyache or a headache or something, it kind of just, like, magically went away. Yeah. Um, because that's what physical activity does to a human. That's endorphins, um, baby. And skateboarding is that. So, like, even now, like, Phil, when I'm, like, really cranky, will be like, you need to go skate. Who's Phil? Like, just kidding. That's, that's my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> i feel this is an asmr um podcast now anyway oh i think i'd be no oh, well okay i'm gonna really very quickly say this i missed the market of doing asmr with my acrylic nails to get people to pay for like really incredible manicures for me and i regret it oh, every day yeah we, that's that i mean i don't think never. i did never say never never say never it's like bread face <laughs> look that up on your own time gotta go bye anyway um yeah so the but i think it's interesting that you brought up the winter fatigue and the fact that we have the vans indoor space mm -hmm. now we have substance skate park now mm -hmm. as well so near it used to be that if you wanted to skate inside you had to rely on like pop-up kind of events yeah. that like maybe lasted for a week maybe lasted for a month maybe lasted one weekend right um or you would go to skate brooklyn which is a pretty tight space mm -hmm. awesome space though yes. um shout out to them because they do a great job at keeping the community going they have lots of shows there yeah um and definitely super welcoming to like the women queer skate communities too so oh, anyway yeah. Um, it's that or you're like making your way to Staten Island or um, Second Nature in Peekskill from, if you're coming from New York City. So it's really cool to 
have an indoor space that is not a key holder space mm-hmm. where you're paying like 200 300 dollars yeah. a month per person um and i think it's i we we're we kind of get into this later but it's just cool to see brands see this as like a valuable um investment into the community because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day if you are a brand in the skateboarding world you should be part of the community like it's also like bizarre that this hasn't existed in new york city before but rent is expensive i know <laughs> but really if you like charge whatever i'm not gonna do my business proposal now but if you charge people like 10 bucks uh, i don't I know i feel like you could do it but i Dude, i don't second know second nature's gotta be paying way less rent and ten dollars a person there still isn't getting them that far because you're you're paying yeah. staff you're keeping that shit clean you're keeping it yeah. heated you're keeping the lights on at the end of the day, do you run a business? Um, we have one spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of tabs. Yeah, I'm just um, joking. We need to learn, but we should probably <laughs> take our own advice there. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. run a business. Adrian does. <laughs> no, I don't. Shouts out to Kelly, who we will be. Oh. <laughs> our if you cool if, vegan accountant. If you need a, an accountant plug, we've got one for we you. <laughs> Her Let and Kristen know. almost have the same amount of tattoos. No, I'm just kidding. I wonder, I wonder who would win. Well, how do you how do you judge that? Like by percentage of body covered at that point? Yeah, cause yeah. How much percentage do you think I have? Like sixty-eight. Like, what? You, More than that? Seventy-five. You have okay. <laughs> well, this is a really weird thing to get into, but if you let's say your limbs are all twenty, no. That's 20, and then your back is 20. Back and front is 20. No. Uh, limbs are four wait, things, wait. and then back and front yeah. are two. So six total divide by 100. Yeah. All right. We'll figure Whatever. that out later. Whatever. Kristen you know. basically is covered. I have a lot of tattoos, guys. Um. Anyway, that's not the point. What? Speaking of indoors. Can I get Quell skate tattooed? Can you, you if you get a L- que- If anyone listening L- to this SK8. podcast. Oh, my God. Look. Okay. Q-U-E-L-L-S-K-8. If you did that, <laughs> slash, if anyone listening to this podcast ever was down for life and got a quell tattoo. I'm going to get quell skate tattooed would, on my knuckles. I would freak the fuck out. <laughs> that would be... I'm going to get quell skate tattooed on my knuckles on Adrian's birthday. <sighs> September 2nd, everyone. Get quell skate tattoos. I love that. We should have a tattoo party. Okay, well, we're, getting, yeah, we're, we're getting, really we're, distracted today. I think kind of to the point of Adrian talking about like the winter kind of being a bummer. Like I'm so freaking hyper right now because it was yeah. so nice out. I skated for literally 30 minutes before this because of all the time that I had to skate before we came to record at listening party. Uh, at Canal Street Radio <laughs> at Canal Street Market. <laughs> <laughs> we're so good at this. Um... And, like, yeah, like I just feel like my mood, just that 20 minutes of being able to uh, probably skate for, like, 40. Um, like, 40 minutes of skating just, like, boosted my mood so much. Tell it's me more crazy. about your um, revelation you had while skateboarding today. Today I learned something. And this is a hard pill to swallow, guys. I'm not going to lie. Is it? I'd like to hear some feedback, and uh, I'm talking to an abyss right now. So if you actually listen to this, please like DM us or something. I think there's a lot of moments, by the way, that we've been like, please, and answer. no one fucking does answer this. Um, pay attention. I think I'm a heel flipper. 
there is this thing that people say that like when you first start flipping your board, you either learn how to heel flip first or kick flip first. I've heard people say this. I've seen people do it. I think I'm a heel flipper. I keep every time I try. I've only started to try flipping my board in the last like two weeks or so. Um, I haven't tried very hard. If I'm being totally honest. Every time I try and flip my board, I either do the kick flip motion and my board doesn't flip at all, or I kick my foot out and I end up heel flipping. Hmm. And that's it. Those are my only options. So I think that I haven't, I have yet to land anything, even one footed. So, um, Jory's still out, but I think I'm a heel flipper and I would love to know people's thoughts on that. Like, is that a thing? Are you like, a heel flipper? Have you ever? Yeah. Been what did you land first? I mean, <laughs> what does that mean for me as a person? If I'm a heel flipper, like, what does that mean for your rise? Am sign? I like not core enough? Like, what? What's going on? Wow, <laughs> that's deep. Am I a? <laughs> what do I do if someone yells at me on the if street? I'm do I not... heel flip? Do I, I mean, do a kick flip? Do I just do the heel flip? Like I don't. I, I don't think know. if someone's yelling at you, do a kick flip. They're not gonna. They wouldn't even that know. You did a heel flip Sometimes instead. I like when people just do a tray flip instead, and the, like the person that yelled um kick flip, they just like fucking like melt down. They're like, what like, was that? What was that? <laughs> um, no, that's a really good point. I think like when you're learning stuff, you're like, why? What does this say about either what you're doing or? Like, well, I think that, that like someone out there decided that kickflips are cooler. I don't know who that person is, but now I feel bad about myself. So fuck you. Do you really? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I that was that genuine concern. That I do, I do. I think that there's like a general consensus that kickflips are cooler than heel flips, and I'd like to get to the bottom hmm. of this. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm this is my perception. A- I don't feel in the future. I don't feel like heel flips or kick flips are cooler than the other. I think that if you can get your body and your <laughs> board in the air and flip it and then land on it again, you're cool. You're cool. I think I that is hard. It's hard, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Um, so I think it's cool no matter what. I'd like to know other people's opinions. Yeah, this tell is just your this experience. is an ongoing thing. I'm gonna look into it a little bit more. Maybe we'll read some experiences on the next podcast if I, if anyone answers. We will, we will say your name. And by w- if I mean when people answer. When? Because we're only manifesting positivity that's in true. 2020. 2020. That's crazy. Yeah, that's kind of when. So I'm kind of pre-segueing into who our guest was on this episode but you'll know since you clicked this episode anyway yeah Mimi Noop um when Mimi was talking about how um Hoopla was around for 10 years Mm -hmm. I was like what do you what like 2005 2015 or something right yeah what I know it's crazy um (laughs) one skateboarding has changed so much but also stayed so much the same which is crazy um yeah to uh-huh. like i was i was talking to beatrice at the van skate space and we we're talking about like like we're like 2020 this is our year and then oh, i was yeah. like yo this is our decade like <laughs> <laughs> whoa but honestly yeah, like, like it's it's kind of cool wait, say, to say that again hold on wait ready this is our decade <laughs> oh yeah i thought that was gonna be a hard course on hold on let's do it again this is our decade. 
Too okay, much. guys, we're getting good at this. Now. Um, <laughs> but it's kind yeah. of cool because, like you were saying about hoopla, um, being you know it lasted a decade, mm-hmm. and I've I've noticed a lot of things that people did to help move skateboarding and women's skateboarding forward. Yeah. Um, a lot of times people say like it had its purpose and then kind of like died out because it served its purpose and wasn't needed anymore that's like a theme that we see happening because we tend to interview some like ogs which is awesome because Mm -hmm. i don't know shit and they're teaching me so much (laughs) um and uh, i had a point to make um your point is that in 2020 we will really only see that like all of those prefacing events Uh, like take place yes come to fruition like it's so cool and um yeah like so hoopla lasted a decade and it like kind of ran its course and did like what it needed to do it was like such a jumping off point yeah so um i'd love i just it's so cool to know that like we are entering this decade as part of this amazing community and culture of skateboarding where like people are gonna look back and be like wow the 2020 is like this happened and one of those things is like oh the olympics happened yeah that's crazy like yeah. life is going to be different yeah that's really crazy not to get too deep or not anything. to get too deep i will say one of those qualifying events i think not to <laughs> i'm just laughing because segues are corny mm-hmm. but i, I thought the nike video that just came out about nycsp and oh, leo yeah. specifically was kind of like a milestone that I don't think for us seems that way, but like a lot I, I sent that video out and I don't know if you guys haven't seen it yet. It's um It's on Nike Sportswear's IGTV. Yeah, it's like And my mom also found the YouTube link because it was easier for her to watch on YouTube, obviously, because she's a mom. Because she's a mom. Um and I love that. So it is on YouTube. It's on YouTube and it's Nike Sportswear is the Instagram you can find it on. But what's the what is the title? Oh, the title is Leo Baker Goes Against the Grain. Yeah. Um, Google that right now. Google Actually, that right pause now. this, pause this and watch that and then come back. And then come back. We'll wait. We'll be here. But even like sending that. Sh- First of all, shouts out to Kristen because she's in it and looks very cute. Oh, <laughs> but that's you. really not the point of this video. I just wanted to say that. Um, and a lot of that was actually from like our awesome zine class that I'm so happy we got to do. Too. Yeah, that was amazing. It even it inspired me to make something that I didn't think I could make. I knew um, you could do it. I didn't. <laughs> well, I appreciate you. Regardless, like sharing that NYCSP journey and Leo's journey mm-hmm. and all of that, like I got to share that with my coworkers just to be like, hey, this is what's going on in my life. Want to mm-hmm. see it? Yeah. And even my boss like quoted some of that stuff back to me. And I think like mm-hmm. having that recognition from like a brand like nike that so many people love and like are diehards for them starting to introduce this like language and thinking around skateboarding into like mainstream yeah like Times square or wherever those yeah crazy projections (laughs) were um that's just like one microcosm not to use crazy words microcosm to like the whole big bubble that i think is starting to form well, bubble's We're a bad word because bubbles can burst, I think. We're going to pop it. We're going to pop it in a good way. I think. <laughs> um, no, I totally agree. And I think that um, I 
I feel so lucky to um, get to experience this like amazing space that Leo created from like yeah. a need that they saw in the community. Yeah. And um, in the same way that like Quell exists because of a need that we saw in the community. Yeah. Um, and I love how our approaches are different, but they complement each other in a way that we can mm-hmm. collaborate so seamlessly. Stay tuned for that. Um, and it just it's just so awesome. It's just like, hey, we never felt completely included in the conversation in mm-hmm. the community um, for different reasons, but we're all here together feeling included. Like yeah. if I'm gonna like really break it down super simply, like that was it. And like having a brand acknowledge that does feel good because we do live in this like stupid capitalistic mm-hmm. society where like that matters. And it matters because that's how people get paid. And it right. matters to pay people equally. <laughs> and pay people for what they do. Yeah. And I just it think like super huge shout out to Nike for like yeah. um creating that space for us. Like they paid for that space. They got the ramps made and like mm-hmm. made sure that happened. Um and they didn't have to. They didn't have to. And shout out to them for all future things we'll talk about. Uh when they're solidified and shout out to leo yes can we um just let's just put this out there leo baker leo Pro baker skateboarder they them or he him i saw or on the instagram him. bio oh it shouldn't be that complicated guys just look and respect someone's wishes yeah it's not that hard. and you don't need to say so what were you before like that's mm, rude that's weird um, I know, but I do feel like I have to explain that a lot to other people. Like, I I was talking to someone about someone else, and I was like, they, them, whatever. Imagine if someone said that to you. Like, if someone asked me what was I before, I'd be like, a child. <laughs> what were you before? The same person. Like, Yeah, like, I was just me, but, like, before puberty, probably. Like, right. <laughs> I don't right. really know what to tell you. It's like, <laughs> like, this is where we're at, and we're only going forward. So, yeah. like, don't be rude. Um, I think also too, like, do your homework. I um was sick at home and I got into um a comment war. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. Um, and I'm not gonna get into the details or what it was on. But at a certain <laughs> point, I said something along the lines of like, if you really believe that we don't need like separate spaces for different people who don't get the same amount of Mm-hmm. coverage um or attention why don't you just go ask your non-binary friends how they feel because you might be wrong you're making this assumption right go ask them and they said i don't even know what non-binary means and i was just <laughs> like so then therefore my i'm wrong <laughs> so my point in this story is um it's not anyone else's responsibility to teach you something google it you what literally have the internet in your hands. You're probably holding your phone right now. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here because if you're listening to Qual Party, you probably you have probably already done it. a decent amount of the work. But encourage um encourage your friends to like don't put it on yourself or your friends to have to explain nuances to people that you can really just Google. Right. I'm done with my soapbox now. Sorry. I did have something that just popped in my head completely separate but mm-hmm. ally ship related mm-hmm. um shout out to Stuart from australia for one listening to our podcast two emailing me about it and then three sending me a bunch of zines at my house which i didn't even tell Kristen about i need to I share just them this now um 
But thanks. Fuck yeah, thank you. Thank you to all of the straight white males who support us and share their stuff with their friends. Yeah, that's another thing that I find really important. Um there was a there was some I actually was going to kind of bring that up of just like oh, Mercury 13. Mm-hmm. That's a, So there are these guys they created this skate park called um, Freedom, Freedom New Jersey Skate Park. And it's in a building that has a use um, in the spring and summer for like a circus kind of situation. <laughs> yes. But um, in Roebling Wireworks, I think it's called. Whoa. But in the winter, they have, been, they have found a way to turn into a skate park. These, these gentlemen reached out to us and said, we want to support the women's skateboarding community, but we are men and we cannot do that from our voice. Right. And that is such an important thing to share because they are right. They <laughs> cannot do a women's skateboarding event without having women. Right. <laughs> they could do it without us, but they could have done it without us, but they need, you know, someone that, oh God, that would just be so cringy. So shout out to the men who know that they need to do something and reach out to their friends mm-hmm. um, to make that happen. And, yeah. and that goes out. That also goes to like straight men creating a space for queer people as well. Hell um, yeah. So important. And speaking of, speaking of, we are going to have that event at Freedom, New Jersey. <laughs> and when is that event, Kristen? It's February 1st. And what time is that event? Uh, noon. noon <laughs> we will be having um noon to four will be our event and then mm-hmm. four to six will be more of an open skate so it will be all genders mm-hmm. allies hopefully yeah um involved or sorry involved um we're gonna what? skate we're gonna uh, i did made very weird eye women's... contact with someone outside <laughs> and then that really threw me off because we're in this glass box I know. People keep looking at us and like smiling at us. It's really funny. But we have some great sponsors. Shout out to Alex White for really helping us there. Yeah. Honestly, Alex White, you're going to turn me into a crux supporter. I'm going to change my truck. I'm really, yeah, thankful Doesn't for Nora that. Doesn't Nora skate for truck? Crux? Um, Nora crux has truck. A, a crux truck. She's a pro. A She's purple a pro. one. Pro, purple Obviously. pro truck. How many times can you say that sentence? I can't. I couldn't even say it the first time. <laughs> Um, um yeah so we've got some really amazing sponsors for that yeah. event and we're going we're pro- i'm <laughs> i'm like kind of not i don't love doing contests at events because mm-hmm. i just feel like then the people who want to skate that don't want to compete feel like they can't really skate but we're probably gonna have a little like best trick situation and like yeah. a, you know um more contained so that people can skate if they want if yeah. they don't want to watch people that are competing um so come out save the date we'll put out a little blog post that gives some more info of like where it is mm-hmm. and how to get there speaking of how to get there if you're from new york dm us if you want to ride yeah. we have probably six spots open also if you're from new york and you have a car bring your friends <laughs> it's free maybe I think it's free. I think it might be like a suggested donation yeah. situation if you want to support and then the I remembered. Um support the space. Yeah. Because they really these guys do it for the love. They're yeah. not they're not getting like any kind of like secret corporate backing or anything. No. Like they're so rad. Speaking of doing it for the love, I'm changing the subject, but mm-hmm. 
we've gotten into this conversation with Liv from Skate Babes, and I think it's super important to support your friends that have businesses. Yes. And think about it the next time you're going to buy, let's say, something that you could easily... Why am I being so weird right now? Let's say you have. Let's say you want to buy a beanie, and you can buy a Carhartt beanie, or you can buy a Quilt beanie. <laughs> right. This didn't. This, is, this wasn't all roads lead back to Quilt. No, I'm <laughs> joking. But yeah, it's like some people we know, or some people you know, make great stuff, and you should mm-hmm. support your friends. And while thirty dollars sounds like not a lot, or sorry, if thirty dollars sounds a lot to you when you're trying to support your friends, but you go out and buy a hundred dollar hoodie somewhere else. Yeah, maybe consider that those thirty dollars would go a lot further for your friend than they would for yeah a big corporation. I definitely think that um, I personally have been trying to make better decisions with where I spend my money. One, because I don't have a lot of it, um, and two, because we are like it's so wasteful as a society. Mm-hmm. Um, so like. Yeah, like, if I'm going to buy something new, I want to buy something new that, like, someone I know made and, like, right. it, like, benefits them or yeah. their life or their organization in some way. Yeah. Um, I mean, d- in the case of us, obviously, like, all that money goes back to just doing events and being able to, like, bring that back to the community. And that's, yeah. like, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's yeah, really- if you think Quell's out here making money. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> no, um, but... But we get, we get to, like, sell our merch and the magazines, and we get to make more magazines and have more events, and that's, like, that's fun. So cool. And, and your friends obviously have goals behind their businesses, too. Yeah. So think let's about shout it. out Skate Babes for a second. Yeah. And skate Housewife. Babes, Housewife Skateboards, Mama Skate. Mama Skate um oh god there's so many dm us if you want to shout out on the yeah. next podcast we're trying to get really interactive i know this my year. my brain just like also because i just did the thing where you like skate witches yeah skate witches when you do the thing where you like you have a million lists in your brain and then you go to say it and there's nothing there. <laughs> people are like what's your favorite band and you're like i don't listen to music <laughs> my favorite band i don't i've never heard a song in my entire life <laughs> what are those memes that are like just kidding you always know your favorite band go vampire weekend <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> what um i accidentally like freudian slipped saying vampire weekend today about something else funny you said that uh, that's not the point. What is that meme that's like, oh, you like music? Name every song in the entire world. <laughs> anyway, huh? Um, um, is that it? I think that's it. I felt like there was something else we got to say, but. Oh, well. We say a lot <laughs> of things with me, me, noob. So. Yeah, let's get ready to have all of your Olympics questions answered. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just did what? a disgusting lip smack. I'm so sorry. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. We were talking a lot about um <laughs> gross noises we can make now. So anyway, quell party. <laughs> Should I read that? Outro? Um, wait, Mimi. We're gonna talk about we're talk about Mimi too as a person, not just yes. we also. She happens to be the gatekeeper of a lot of Olympic questions, but it's yes, because yes, yes. of all of the amazing that she's, of all of the amazing work she has done yeah. leading up to this point, which yeah. you're gonna learn about too. A great one. A real inspiration to me, and that sounds really cheesy, but it's true. Also, fun fact, Mimi Noob and Amy Ellington look alike. Look the exact same. We should drop that picture in our uh, yeah. in the bio of this. 
god yeah. that's crazy it is crazy so now we have officially interviewed both of them true great women i look up to both of them so much so mimi thanks for joining us thanks for joining the party as we said <laughs> degrees but it's the perfect skate weather i was like adrian i want to just cancel for good weather <laughs> hey, you guys should have what are you doing uh, man that's awesome you know like the rule like if you already rescheduled something you can't like reschedule it again or else it'll never happen did, did that's we true i know we did oh i guess we did no? we don't want to disrespect Plus, we have that. all these new indoor skate spaces in new york have true. you been like do you notice what's going on in New York or do you notice what's going on outside of your life at all? Cause you're so busy. I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, there's so many more girls and women skating now that it's quite honestly, it's hard to keep up. Like it's exploded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the scene in New York seems to be booming. Yeah. It's really amazing what's been going on. And like we, in the last month, three new indoor spots popped up. And then that's insane. After yeah. they open, what? it's 65 degrees. It's so funny. But yeah, it's really amazing. It's like, I don't know. I think it's really cool because it's showing that like brands are investing in this market. Yeah. As like a thing that makes sense for them to put money into for skateboarding. I think for Definitely. a long time, it's just like California is where skateboarding happens. And if you're in New York, you just need to find a crusty curb and deal with it. Like that's what you get. <laughs> um, yep. So it's yeah, really supply and demand—it's yep. growing over there. It's awesome. One thousand percent. Very exciting. Yeah. Sorry, I hope that didn't come through in the mic. No, you're good. I feel like we already just like jumped in. Like, is yeah. that is this cool? Do you feel good about this, Mimi? <laughs> totally cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Oops, I'm on your guys' program. You guys. You guys it. just we run the show. I'm we down. We have a show Amazing. to run. We don't know what we're doing. I think but we'll try and figure yeah. it out. Um, so like you were in Hawaii. I was. Yeah. I. Uh, so my family is. My parents are in Virginia, and my brother actually moved to LA almost two years ago now um so we have to kind of be really intentional and we all get together in one place and we decided you know what it's going to be crazy over the holidays let's go to hawaii a couple weeks before yeah. and just enjoy each other's company somewhere warm so that's what we did that is um, a genius move right there if yeah. you don't have to travel anyway or most of you have to travel like why not just all meet somewhere special exactly exactly and then i'll supposed to come home back to california but um nora was over in maui she's like come over to maui you're right here yeah so yeah i extended my trip a little bit went over and did some fun you know jungle adventures with her and albie and Amazing. got to see maui i've never been there before so that was a treat as well but yeah it's also it's nice to be home yeah for the last <laughs> few weeks um yeah. back in california and get a little recentered yeah um but yeah it was a end of end to a busy year for sure in the beginning imagine. of a busier <laughs> one, I feel like. Yeah, this one's definitely going to be busy as well. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I love watching Nora's, like, love happening on the internet right now. <laughs> How cute I know, are they? She's, 
they are very cute and yeah she deserves it you know i'm yeah. i'm really yeah. excited for her. i think i think everybody that knows her is excited for her and yeah. albie's awesome so awesome. they're I just living the dream i've spent more time with albie than i have with nora because i work for Juju. really <laughs> oh i didn't know that that's yeah. hilarious Juneshine, there's your free shout out on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Right? <laughs> yeah. I love me some Juneshine. Awesome. I'll have to make sure they send some that's, to you. That's the other free sound bite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get them to send you guys a couple cases. I think I, I think I'll have to send you a couple yeah, cases. Send you one. I could. I, I know. I free Juneshine. I want. I I control the the free Juneshine <laughs> budget in New York. <laughs> There you go. So. There you go. <laughs> Everything, all the girls' skate events are low key um, sponsored by June Shine here. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. Yeah, not mad at it. Skateboarding, kombucha, anyway. alcoholic kombucha. Honestly, I do like for someone who I talk about this a lot on the podcast, mm-hmm. like intros about, and just like in life that somehow I've ended up in this, like, role of responsibility to my, like, women's skating community. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my my job that makes me money is alcohol. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, like, really nice to work for a brand that, like, I don't feel, like, guilty about right. being, right. like, right. aligning with, like, my women's skate stuff. Because, like, I, I do know that I'm, like, a role model to some young girls. Right. And I want to make sure that, like, you're not, I'm like, not, party rage. Yeah, party. I'm not just, like, chugging bottles of vodka. So that's good. <laughs> it's all about the balance, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So I just feel a little bit better yeah. about Gene Shine versus some other brands I could work for, you know? Um, I hear you. No, I totally agree. Anyway, back to Mimi. Mimi, <laughs> <laughs> where did you grow up? So I was born in Virginia. Um, My dad was in the Navy, though, so we moved around quite a bit. Um, I probably started moving when I was about six or seven, Mm -hmm. and we ended up a little bit everywhere. Um, Florida and then Cuba, I learned how to skate in Guantanamo Bay uh, when I was probably about, like, you know, eight years old or so, and there was not much to do there. It was just, you know, an island. You either go to the beach and go snorkeling or you skated, and so it was perfect for, like, the yeah. years I was there, I was I was probably eight to twelve or so this when I lived there. Perfect so perfect years to learn how to skate too. I feel like yeah, wow, it was awesome. So how yeah, but then after that, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> I was gonna say after that we ended up in Cincinnati, Ohio for a few years, and then mm-hmm. back to Virginia. So wow. yeah, and then I finished high school and college in Virginia. Crazy. Um, wow. When yeah. you started skating in Cuba, which also, like, that's one of the coolest <laughs> skating origin stories yeah. I think we've heard on the podcast so For far. <laughs> I love it. Um, what, like, who were you skating with? Honestly, I, I think I had gotten a skateboard before we moved there. I think I got my skateboard, my first skateboard for my first grade report card. So I had mm-hmm. this skateboard. skateboard. Mm-hmm that I kind of would put around on, but I never really used it that much. And then, um, yeah, Cuba was like the late 80s, and it was like launch ramps were kind of just <laughs> what everyone skated. There weren't really skate parks in most towns. So, mm-hmm. yeah, one of the local – we live near the airport there, and one of the local cargo workers was a skater, and he built us like this little quarter pipe 
and he taught us how to do like axle stalls and rocket safeties and so he just kind of taught us everything yeah and then um it was just me and this other kid named jason who lived down the hill from me there are only two of us um and then that's just what we did after school we'd meet at the ramp and try to you know learn tricks we all on the bones brigade videos and (laughs) we were not very good but we just it was it was the best that's amazing. That's so what awesome. we did after school. So I love that. That must have been an insane change to go from Cuba to Virginia or Chicago, and then Virginia, Ohio. Ohio. I don't know. Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let me start that over. <laughs> There's no. For the record, I think I was saying this, and then I stopped. There's no air conditioning in this building we are currently recording this podcast in. Oh, no. I feel free and easy. Okay. You have been killing it, I think. <laughs> I'm just, I have to catch up. Can you get the womp womp up? Uh, oh, yeah. Sound? Here, wait. We have sounds now. Ready? Yeah, we have sounds now. I figure out how to use that. I know. I forgot to turn it off. All right. Ha-ha. Um, I'm going to turn this back over to you, Kristen, because clearly I should just, like, <laughs> nod and smile right now. Cuba to Ohio. What was that yes. change like? <laughs> Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, to be correct. <laughs> yep, that's right. It was gnarly because we moved in February, so we oh, we left no. like you know Caribbean island and then showed up in the snow. And my first day of school was Valentine's Day, oh. and I remember like everyone thought I was Spanish because I was so tan and they heard I came from Cuba. So they're like, Oh, you probably speak Spanish. And it was definitely culture shock. Like it was, mm-hmm. but, um, the community there was actually awesome. And I, and you know, it was as good as it could have been in terms of, um, a drastic move. And I still keep in touch with friends in that time. So Amazing. it was pretty cool. That is really cool. I feel like knowing that you are a child of the military. I hate I hate that phrase, military brat. I don't know. It does it rubs me the wrong way a little bit. The brat term, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But coming from a military family, I feel like just how much I've seen you around, and it just seems like you're really good at just kind of adapting to your surroundings, and really good at just getting along with people no matter where you are. I can, like kind of makes sense now. It definitely came from that, I think. Yeah, it's, um, I had to, you know, I had to kind of, I was really shy as a kid and I had to kind of come out of my shell a little bit. And yeah, I think that definitely contributed to that sort of thing. That's awesome. So then when did, uh, when did you start taking skateboarding seriously? Oh boy. Um, (laughs) Am I jumping too far? Is there something in the middle that I'm missing? (laughs) No, the only the only like other thing that happened is after I graduated college, um, like I didn't have any clue what I was gonna do and Same. seemed like everyone else had their mm-hmm. life figured out. Like they're gonna, you know, go be a pharmacist somewhere and work nine to five and I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So I, I came up with a joke like the last six months of college. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna move to the Caribbean and um then I graduated school, and I'm like, wait a second, what am I going to do? And I, I actually did that. I ended up moving to St. John, wow. uh, which is one of the Virgin Islands. I lived down there for a year. Um, but, yeah, I ended up in California after that. Um, I came home for a couple months back to Virginia, and then 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of 
changed everything because I ended up working when I was in St. John, I worked as a wine steward um, at a resort down there. And my plan was to travel and go work at, you know, one of their sister hotels over in Europe. And basically 9-11 changed everything because the hospitality business changed. No one wanted to fly for a few years after that. Um, But yeah, I had a friend from college moving to California and I just jumped in the car and (laughs) <laughs> followed him out there because I didn't have anything better to do yeah. and that's kind of when I really started skating seriously I I had never been exposed to like skate parks or bowls or mm-hmm. really vert ramps or anything so um except for very like short periods of time you know throughout mm-hmm. my childhood but um so yeah just kind of ended up in the right place and met like Carabas Burnside and Jen O'Brien mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, you should enter these contests with us. And yeah, I was like maybe 23, 24 before I even skated vert or bowls or anything. And I just kind of had the foundation from skating as a kid for so long that I was like, I can figure this out. Um, So yeah, it was kind of, kind of a different path for me getting into that sort of thing. So being in your 20s, (laughs) dropping in a, dropping into a vert ramp for the first time. What is that like? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I think for myself. <laughs> you guys can do it, first of all. Like, it was very scary. I always joke that was the scariest trick I've ever done. Like, yeah. just dropping in the vert I ramp for the first hear time. I a lot of people say that. Even, like, male street skaters who have been skating for, like, 20 years are, like, dropping in. Terrifying. Wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's mental. It's, but, yeah, it's, you just have to not think about it and... You know, you can pump the ramp and yeah. do tail taps at the top, get yourself comfortable. But, yeah, you just have to not think about it. Yeah. Um, That's fair. And then you just take baby steps, you know? That's yeah. all it is. That's all any skating is. That's true. That's what, um, I mean, as you know, like with Paul, a lot of the stuff that we do as mm-hmm. a beginner skateboarders, because we are beginner <laughs> skateboarders. Yes. And I always tell people, I'm like, you don't have to drop in, like, right away. Just pump. And if you hit the coping and you can come back down at fakie. You can drop in. Pretty much. Yep, like, that's, that's right. Like, that's right. That's how I see it. That's <laughs> awesome. Though. So I much of skating is mental. Yeah, it's so, so much. much of it is. But it's like also, you know, because it's mental, you're like, well, I now need to like either play a game with myself <laughs> or just like work through this until I'm not scared. Like there are no, there's no yep. shortcuts. No. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. But I feel like I'm learning so much because I fully because I know you as like kind of a competition skater and like seeing the videos that like Lisa has from mm-hmm. like um Girl Skate Network it's like you skating vert so I just kind of right like, oh well Mimi's a vert skater that's what she did she does and that's what she's always been so that's like wild to me yeah it's uh I had I had always wanted to skate vert but I just I never had access to those kind of facilities growing up so I was definitely more of a street skater and really just skating anything we could. I mean, there'd be like a mini ramp someone would have and then it'd be gone. And then it's like, okay, we're back to skating the fourth there at the high school or whatever. Um, So yeah. What, um, what, I know you mentioned the Bones Brigade videos. What other videos and like um, skaters did you watch and look up to? I love that question. (laughs) Honestly, those, (laughs) those videos like, um, Future Primitive and Public Domain were probably mm-hmm. the two that really stand out to me. Um, 
but yeah, my friend Jason in Cuba, he had them, and so I stayed down to his house. And before that, all we had been able to see of skateboarding was what were in the magazines, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't get Thrasher or Transworld down in Cuba very often. Like, if you got a magazine, right. or if, like, the one store had it, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you just, like, look at photos and try to imagine how they were doing the trick that was shot. <laughs> wow. um, so, yeah, by the time you start seeing video, it's uh, it was just, like, kind of life-changing. That's wild. Wait, so how did see everything you in motion. Carabas, then? If- I met Carabas after I moved to California, um, through my friend Brian Fick, who was a skate photographer for a long time. Oh, cool. I had known oh, him from I the actually, East Coast. F- uh, I think I know him. Maybe. Yeah, Brian's awesome. He, sh- he is small. He shoots, like, right now, is he shooting, like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but is he shooting, like, backyard fighting right now? I don't think so. He, he actually lives <laughs> up in San Francisco now <laughs> to wife and he worked for Amtrak but he he shot um he shot photos for many years like in the early to mid 2000s okay I'm thinking of someone who actually has the exact same name is a photographer but the there's an e after the k this I really like the idea of Adrian just low-key knowing people who like (laughs) Have backyard I, like yeah, I really outed myself there. <laughs> what are you doing in your yeah. free time? Um, well, when I worked at Vice, <laughs> he came to visit, and that, so that it is sense. the most Vice thing possible. That is true. But we're gonna bleep out the word Vice, though. Yeah, we should. We say it. Yeah, bleep that out. Honestly, when you said that, I was like trying to picture what that was in my head. I was like, I wonder what that is. <laughs> Sounds gnarly. I will oh send you some of the pictures. Yeah, I would good. much rather have a backyard ramp and eat shit than have a backyard fight <laughs> they are some pretty crazy photos oh my god um, but anyway. do you have a ramp in your backyard Mimi? no i definitely do not <laughs> do you have a backyard Mimi? i definitely i do have a backyard but uh the way you said yeah, that was I, like absolutely not not even possible well you know you know why I say that? Is everyone I've known that's had a ramp in their backyard is like people just show up at your house all the time, and that is my worst nightmare. I'm, I like <laughs> to have my own little bubble, so that's the only reason I say that. I think it's really cool to have your own space and stuff, but I'd rather go people come to mine. Right. Yeah, that is very You guys there? Yeah. I am, yeah. I am that friend showing up. Hello? Us? Can you hear us? Sorry about that. My audio cut out. Oh, no, it's okay. You can hear us now, though. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, good. Yeah, I think we're all good. Everything's good. Everything's Amazing. good. All right, I was just outing myself as that friend that, that friend. shows up to skate your ramp, so that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know who has You know who has the backyard ramp is Nicole and Nora. Oh. Uh, I do know that, and um, I've been, like, laying the foundation with Gwen, who knows Nora well from Juneshine. She's my manager. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, when are we going to Nora's to skate a ramp? What, what, when, when are we, we going to go Nora's skate Nora's house? ramp? And she's like, when Nora's in San Diego the same time as you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, so when is that? <laughs> we all want to know when that's going to be. Yeah. Um, the public we can get over there. to we'll uh, just... Nora. <laughs> Nora, they want to stay your ramp. <laughs> Just schedule all your work trips around Nora's schedule That's now. That's true. I even showed up wearing my Nora shoes you. last time I went to San Diego, like, hoping that it would, like, 
I don't know, like pull her towards me. (laughs) Oh my god! You sound like a crazy person. I'm a freak. (laughs) You next time you guys are here, you let me know, and I'll I'll hit up Nicole. Nicole would probably love to skate with you. I would love that. I actually this same thing happened yesterday, where someone I know was saying like a really overly detailed story about how they remember meeting someone, and I was like. She's always like this. This isn't specifically to you. <laughs> so are you suggesting that I'm also yes, I, creepy? Yes, I am suggesting you are always creepy That's with the true. details I'm in the best way. <laughs> I'm a creep. Well, I don't know what to say. Love it or hate it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, wah, wah, no. So <laughs> I feel like I have so many questions. I don't know what order I want to ask them in, Mimi. Um... <laughs> You met Carabeth and Jen O'Brien, who I met Jen at Exposure. And oh, cool. In real life, and she was amazing. Very awesome person. I think I got to skate with her very briefly, too, so that was cool. Anyway, that was just my own personal <laughs> tidbit of information. I was really excited to meet her. Um, That's awesome. Going pro. Did, like, were you pro for anyone? Am I, I'm sorry if that's like, I should know this, but. No, I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'm so I remember. <laughs> What's that? I'm, like going pro is such a confusing thing to talk about. It is. I it think, definitely is not black and white. Yeah. Um, Back in the, the years I was doing contests and stuff, like as a transition skater at that time, like you were kind of considered pro if you got paid to skate. Like if yeah. you went and mm-hmm. did, you know, Vans Triple Crown or X Games or whatever it was at the time, and you earned some sort of paycheck from it, like that was kind of yeah. pro at that time. But that was that's like kind of contest skaters, right? Like, yeah. and at the time there weren't pro models for women skaters really, mm-hmm. so it just kind of was a different time, I guess. Yeah. But so you were a pro skater by virtue of competing at pro level contests. Right, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I just I don't know. I've I've never I've never been like too worried about that. In my yeah. opinion, it's more like I just felt silk at the time that I could make a living off skateboarding like for a period of time. Like that was yeah. That was kind of my dream. Like, can I do this? You know, and yeah. it was more of a an experience to see if I could do it, and less about like having my name somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've my hot take is that that is the only way that you should approach it. <laughs> um, just because I don't know. For yeah. me, skating is like this very special sport. That is also like its own culture and community and everything. And uh, the idea of like going into it to become a professional rather than like accidentally coming professional because you love it so much. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, like, I, I mean, like the route that you took. <laughs> yeah, I, I just looked at it as an experience more than anything. Yeah. I'm like, I'll always be a skateboarder. Like, it, it doesn't, you know, you always are going to do different things at different points in your life. And like, it was an experience. How do you feel, up, like, as someone who grew up skating, obviously, like, for fun, skating whatever you could, and then getting into contests, 
What's the difference in mentality between like competing and just like skating with your friends? Just for like you know, it's changed. I think that's also changed over time. Like back, you know, ten or so years ago, when I was doing contests, um, I was skating with my friends in the contest, mm-hmm. like. Lindsay Pastrana, who was Lindsay Adams Hawkins at the time, um, Carabeth, like they were my friends and we pushed each other like all the time when we'd go up sessions and stuff. So mm-hmm. a contest is just like another form of that. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, like usually if you're staying contest, you're just like trying to do better than your own personal best. Yeah. Um, so it's like kind of less about beating people and more like, okay, how can I? progress my own skating to like take it to the next level and that's that's the value I always saw in contests um but yeah I always kind of kept um I always kind of try to be conscious of keeping skateboarding as my own no matter mm-hmm. you know what opportunities came um or who I was riding for I always just probably because I got into it as an adult really um I was like this is my thing like no matter what happens professionally um and yeah i just tried to maintain that (laughs) this actually really yeah it's important oh i'm sorry not to cut you off um this reminds me of a lot of actually what they were just talking about on the last event city podcast shouts out to that Kristen and alex were um talking a lot about how like brianna gearing and una are like some of the first people to like be considered pro without really like entering this contest circuit Mm -hmm. and it like kind of i feel like goes circles back to what you're saying where it really just like they're finding a way to make it and do this mm-hmm. while like maintaining skateboarding the way they want to yeah that, that i was like oh, there's gotta be and like beatrice but they're like yeah, yeah. bobby yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. they're like kind of all in the same group too yeah. which is funny yeah interesting you're right Wow. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you can't you can't control like the opportunities when they come and go, but like you you keep it for your own, no matter yeah. where it takes you. Like when you get shot out the other side, you'll still have it. I think that I completely agree with that. But then there's so, there's also this feeling that I've mentioned earlier of like feeling like I have accidentally ended up in this position where. I have to take responsibility and like help the other women around me and the other people around me. Um, And I kind of feel like that's what you did with X Games and Mm -hmm. making sure that women (laughs) are getting paid equally in contests. So like, I feel like there's this um, like duality of like, I wanna make sure skateboarding to myself and I wanna Mm -hmm. make sure that I'm having fun doing it, but also, I need to acknowledge that like there's this other thing happening outside of me that I'm still part of. Yeah. You know, right. so going back to the Ben City podcast, I know you do say that whole story on an episode there too. So I don't know if you want to like summarize. I do I do wanna ask. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah, yeah. for our listeners. <laughs> for our listeners. <laughs> like, um I think that also though, like it is it's worth repeating because 100%. it's an important moment in skateboarding and action sports history no totally i just meant sorry to make you repeat it oh. <laughs> but see if no, you didn't I, listen to that city like me then you wouldn't know <laughs> you don't Kristen That's doesn't even too. listen to our yep. own podcast i don't listen to podcasts record, at so. all 
Not just podcasts, the one that you're also I don't listen to my own. I don't listen to anybody. I'm just not a podcast person. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. I know. I very much am, so. Uh, (laughs) What year was it that that you guys boycotted the X Games? So that was 2005. Okay. Um, And, yeah, it was not really a planned thing. We just kind of all started realizing, like, wait, this is a shit show. And, you know, <laughs> through the guidance of um, this guy named Drew Merms, who was a, a lawyer at the time, he used to be a sports agent, he kind of put the idea in our heads that we could create leverage if we work together rather than, I mean, at the time we were just all kind of individual. Like, how do I get a sponsor to keep going? You know, it wasn't, mm-hmm. I don't think many of us thought of ourselves as like a, a group um but even though we're all really good friends and stuff like that we didn't at least I felt very individual at the time um so yeah he kind of planted the seeds like hey if you guys work together like you have way more power you create unity you can create leverage here and really the goal that year was just to create a voice for everyone it wasn't even we didn't even show up demanding anything we just were like look we want to have a voice at our own events Mm-hmm. that's pretty much it and then it just it just kind of evolved into what it is today but um but yeah so we all kind of met in a hotel room the night before x Games in la in 2005 and just decided to try not showing up the next day um <laughs> to get their attention and we got their attention um Carabas at the time was definitely just kind of spearheading everything she was just She's like the goat, you know, like she is <laughs> always, yeah. always looking out for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she kind of spearheaded all things. The general manager of X Games at the time called her and was like, hey, what's going on? Like our, you know, our stands are full and there's no one here. And we basically were like, look, we just want to have a meeting. If you guys can promise us that, we'll, we'll all come skate. And so they agreed. And so everyone went and skated, and then I think street was the first day. Mm-hmm. And the next day was vert, and we skated vert. And then, long story short, over the span of a year, we never got that meeting. Um, wow. So the following year, in 2006, um, we went to the New York Times and got uh, an article published on the front page of the sports section, kind of calling them out, like, mm-hmm. hey, we still haven't had this meeting you guys promised us. Um, so then we got the meeting. Yep, and <laughs> yeah just like deja vu the night before the event again in 2006 we got the meeting wow. so it was myself Carabas, and drew Mearns, like in a in a room in the top of the staples center with the vice president of espn and we just mm-hmm. that's when we actually did make requests we had mm-hmm. had a year to organize we created a, yeah. a non-profit organization and mm-hmm. um you know put a board together and we actually were like we just we don't, we don't want equal pay overnight. We want this to, you know, happen over a period of time. So that way the participation levels can go up, mm-hmm. um, skill levels can go up. And we also wanted to increase media. And then the third thing we asked for was um, we wanted to organize our own event. Right. So basically the guy said yes. Um, and so, yeah, overnight, we were thrown into being event organizers and 
we have to figure that one out. Um, <laughs> like, what did we ask but yeah. for? <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait a second. But yeah, it, it actually was, yeah, we yeah. we were very lucky to, you know, garner their support like that. And, and I will say ESPN has been awesome partners the last 15 years. So oh. they've stayed true to their word. That's really awesome. So it's pretty cool that they did that. Can you also describe, I guess, what the environment was like before that, that kind of like brought you guys to that point? Honestly, it was crazy. Like, we didn't even know who was skating in the event, like, the week before X Games even happened. Like, it was just, you wouldn't get an invite till like, five to seven days before. Um, we didn't have any practice. Wow. We had, like, 42 minutes of practice right before the contest started. Uh, no coverage, really, at all. Um, and then the, the purse, it was just, you know, if you're a list of steamer or care about who are the who are the people that would win in those years, like you'd make like two grand right. and it's like that barely covers your travel and hotel for the week. Yeah. So it wasn't at the time it wasn't that you could really make a living off skateboarding contests. Right. Um and so we really wanted to change that. We wanted to create mm-hmm. opportunity for women skateboarders to be professional skateboarders full-time right yeah. um so that was really that was really the goal there because obviously like the men's side of the experience is a whole other was a whole other thing at the time yeah they had i think the men's first place at the time was 50 grand um so yeah it was a pretty big difference casual just proper year yeah. salary and then here's yeah the grand. Exactly. Yeah, they they could they could win the event and be like, you know, good for the year if they needed to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very different in those days. But um, so after, I would say after two or three years, ESPN called and they said, hey, we want to give you a heads up. It's like in October or something. Mm-hmm. So if we want to give you a heads up, we are going to announce prize purse equality for all X Games events. Um, winter and summer so the first one that experienced the equal purse was actually winter x games so that was that was kind of cool to be able to affect those other sports like snowboarding and skiing and motocross and all that Mm -hmm. all the Mm -hmm. the different sports that were involved at the time that is so awesome i want to do the applause button (laughs) but i'm gonna mess it up (laughs) do it um let's see let's do it <laughs> Turn that off quick. Oh my god. <laughs> but, um, we're gonna overuse these buttons. We shouldn't be allowed in here. I want one that does um whatever. This I'm not gonna say this because what the story you just said is super inspirational and I think like there's so many different points I think also like with us and when we do qual stuff where you kind of realize like you need to set the tone of like what's to be expected. Mm-hmm. Not from, am I saying this right, from women or for what we expect as women equally towards like brand partnerships or Mm -hmm. events or even just respect and time and yeah I think also it's like it's a really good anecdote for the people who are like but what do you mean skating's a great equalizer like we all go to the park together and we (laughs) all skate together and like yes That is true. (laughs) But when you're talking about an industry where people are profiting and brands are profiting Mm -hmm. and people actually make real livable money off of this, for you to 
allow something to go on where it's not being equal between genders, then that's where the issues like really arise. Does that make sense? Right. Mm -hmm. I think that does. <laughs> I'm making weird faces at Adrian. That's why I wanted to video chat you, so mostly so you so can you watch can me look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I really respect that. And I think that's like, how, so awesome, go. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Um, like, let me just keep this moving. How do you think that that influenced other entities, mm -hmm. other contests, um, brands at all when that happened? It did actually. It did. It was very. It was a very tangible difference. I remember, you know, a couple years within a year or two after that, like the other events at the time, like their purses went way up. Mm -hmm. Maybe they weren't equal to the men's mm -hmm. events, but an event would go from being like a thousand for first to being like five grand for first. And these are like smaller events. So like, yeah, people definitely were like, Oh shit. Like we better, we better like put in, you know, a visible effort here or else it's, you know, they might do this up or something, you know, like I'm not, right. I'm not sure what their thinking was, but we, we noticed it on our end. Like we did notice increased purses. And now I think all, all the events really are pretty equal uh, for the most part. That is so really the awesome. big, you know, major yeah. television covered events mm -hmm. are equal. And then can you speak a little bit, also Kristen, let me know if I'm derailing your train of thought no. here, but to what the nonprofit that you formed at that time was? So yeah, the, the nonprofit we formed was called Action Sports Alliance, and we called it the Alliance for short. Mm -hmm. um, and our manager, Drew Mern, um, he pretty much did all the day-to-day -day stuff. Uh, with the organization at the time because we were all skating. Um, but yeah, over several years' time, um, probably more so when I was, you know, not competing as much and more on the business side of things, and as women's skateboarding became more popular, um, I noticed a need for a different set of services. So I was getting contacted to be a consultant or to cast for commercials and that's when I created the Women's Skateboarding Alliance. Um, I think it was like 2014 or 2015. Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of fill, fulfill that need. Um, I felt like it made way more sense to create a consulting management company rather than, you know, going through a nonprofit. So it just was kind of an answer to those kinds of things that were popping up. And we've been able to create... Um, our own stuff, like we created the Skate Exchange, uh, which we hosted mm -hmm. in Tokyo, Japan last yeah. year, or 20, end of 2018. Um, and so we hope around. to hope to continue that event too, yeah. but this year is kind of a, we're taking a break this year because there's just too much going on, but 2021, <laughs> yeah. we're going to try to bring that one back. Well, let us know how we can help. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Hoopla. <laughs> <laughs> Want to tell us a little bit about that and your involvement there? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. The hoopla was another another sort of creation to fill a void. Um, yeah. Carabeth and I were skating all the time together, and she had always ridden towel boards. Um, they would just slow her boards, but she never was really on any other program. And so... Uh, one of the guys from State One, where Powell's run through, they mm -hmm. approached her, and they're like, hey, would you want to do a board brand? Like, 
you know, you've always supported us and ridden our boards, like, what can we do to support you kind of thing? And so she was like, I'd be down, but I'm not going to do it by myself. You know, she she approached me and was like, would you want to create this brand with me? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Um, Yeah, we literally came up with the name Hoopla, and I uh, drew the graphics and logo, and um, we put together a team. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to know. I'm really bad at math. I'm really, really bad at math. You gotta know your weaknesses too. <laughs> yeah, anything artistic I can do, but math, no. Yeah. Um, yes, me too. <laughs> but long story short, we wanted to create a we wanted to create a way to put everyone in the van and go do the trip the guys yeah. were doing. Yeah. That we weren't really included on at the time. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of our answer to that was to fill that void. And it, you know, we did that for ten years, and it was an awesome experience. But ultimately. Towards the end, you know, the legacy brands of skateboarding mm-hmm. were starting to want women on their teams, which mm-hmm. that was that was what we wanted all along. So right. it was like, all right, like the the reason we started the brand was was not really there anymore. So it felt like the right time just to end that chapter. Um, yeah. Just kind of a you know full circle. Like now everyone's riding for these yeah. big brands, like. Samaria's on Enjoy and doing awesome, and um, Breezy's over at Girl, Fabiana, and Santa Cruz, Nora, like, they're all in their, they're all in their own little um, niches now. And so. they're going on the trips, too, which I think, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They're being supported yeah. legitimately, and they have pro models, and, like, that's literally that, that's what it's about, so. That's awesome. Um, it's crazy yeah. how I find I see a pattern in just like underrepresented groups seeking to get representation, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, screw it, I'm just gonna do it yeah. without you then. And then the big brands yep. saying, oh damn, we should probably include them, huh? Or else they're gonna <laughs> do it without us. And it's just like this yeah. cycle. And like I think that's a standard pattern and cycle that goes across you know industries yes. i don't think that's just in skating yep. it's so yeah. funny that they're like discount us continuously yeah until they're like oh shit that's <laughs> definitely the quell origin story too yeah so it is yeah you guys know yeah <laughs> it's it's so much of that and it's like and like it's i'm thankful that hoopla and rookie were like out there mm-hmm reminding people that women are skaters <laughs> unfortunately <Yes. laughs> um but Definitely. it's just so and meow funny. meow is doing yeah. it as well meow yeah. is killing it i was just gonna say i think it's i think meow's cool because they have been able to create this amazing brand without that like feeling of like oh like it needs to be a woman like led situation like it just yeah. feels very natural you know yeah I think that definitely, it was yeah. definitely bred out of a necessity but kind of I don't know is sticking without um feeling forced or anything <laughs> yeah. that makes sense they're doing it right for sure yeah. um yeah I'm I'm definitely a big advocate of just you know, if you don't like how something is or if mm-hmm. you're, you know, feel like something's unfair, like, go and make it happen yourself. Like, it's 
so much better to use that energy to create something rather than to, you know, just be upset about it or, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's an opportunity ultimately at the end of the day. Yeah. I think sure. that's a huge lesson and like not really taken advantage of a lot. And I feel like, yeah, that's true. I think also skaters just kind of have it in them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not to be biased or anything, but. I actually saw someone, this is probably like over six months ago, I was in an elevator, and I saw some guy, some guy riding a Mimi Noop Meow Pro model. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Well, I, he wasn't oh riding God. it because we were standing in an elevator, but he was holding it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sick meow board, Mimi Noop, she's rad. And he was like, I don't know who she is, but I just really thought this was a cool skateboard. And I was like, that's honestly cooler. <laughs> that's even better. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And then I was like, you should look her up. And then I had to get off the elevator. <laughs> That's very nice of you. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to Alexis and Leo for making that graphic. Yes. Uh, they're awesome for making that. that is awesome. And to Lisa for making it happen yeah. as well. So, What a damn dream team right there. Alexis, Leo, and Lisa. Like, amazing humans. Actually. Amazing humans. I don't think Alexis would know that she met me like three times. <laughs> she probably doesn't, no, but she 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 would she would be uh yeah I don't know she's I've seen her do that before she's like I don't know if I met that person yeah she's I mean she's always been very nice to me but it's always been in like very social settings where there's been a lot of people so it just didn't really make sense to be like hey I'm gonna like force a conversation with you so you remember me like it'll happen one day we're gonna be friends it'll happen it'll happen yeah she's she's one of the most genuine people i've ever met yeah so she's great um like your nora thing well yeah i know i'm just like a clout chaser and like the deepest core of my soul i think no you're a role model just chaser <laughs> Yeah. You just really uh, relate to these well, people, so then you just really want to meet them. No, like Nora's friends with my boss, and Alexis <laughs> is friends with one of my really good friends. I'm just trying to spin it in the <laughs> least creepy way oh possible. Oh my god! I met her at Leo's birthday party. Okay. okay I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> you guys should have her on the podcast. I I think we're gonna have to now that we have this like bougie podcast studio yeah. listening Which party you can definitely Canal see Street over the Market. phone and over the um, internet i'm just joking and you have sound effects we have sound we effects have sound that's effects. true we should record um a board tapping sound effect instead of like uh a, an applause like just like when yeah you, we like, can everyone's like tapping their that board would be after sick. you land a trick <laughs> You're like, maybe a noob. And like, everyone's like tapping their boards. I will say, though, every time someone has spoken something on the podcast, it comes into existence. Like, that is true. Jamie Reyes on the cover Jamie, of our magazine. Jamie Reyes announced that she was going to have the first cover, uh, Quell cover, on our podcast. And then we had no choice but to have her. And I <laughs> am so happy that it happened. Me too. I was gonna say it's a good choice. Legend. And then Nike bought the back cover and put steamer on the back, and I was like, "All right, my career is over now. Like this is perfect. Gotta go buy." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "I've achieved greatness." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just keep speaking positive affirmations yeah, into the exactly. into the pod, and it might happen. Um. Cool. 
I had, oh, I just got so off track now. Oh, we were talking about Meow and oh, Hoopla. Yeah. And Hoopla was ten, like oh, around wow. for 10 years, right? Yeah, but we, I mean, our team was pretty much, we grew more towards them, but it was pretty much um, the same throughout. It was a good crew. It was a good crew. And we all lived in different places for the most part, but we'd get together and do what we could when we, when we, when we were able to and got some, some funny stuff on Girl Skate Network from those years. Uh, Lisa would follow us around. So it was, we had good times. It was like very much, you know, just our own thing at that time. So it was kind of a, looking back, it was kind of a special time. Yeah. Um, I will say not memories. to be like really corny, but when you're talking about like looking at videos and like pictures of people and like that's kind of what inspired you, those things were what inspired me to like skate and or start quells my like senior thesis so i have to say that but i very wow much that's amazing <laughs> i said this to kim too but i very much like looked up to you guys when i was doing this research and i was like it still makes me in shock to like actually speak to you guys even though i know that sounds stupid but <laughs> i'm like wow this really took the turn i had wanted this to go and it's so awesome to be able to like have these interactions and hear your stories and get to even share them on what we do. That means a lot to know that. So <laughs> very, very honored. Very honored. I need to unearth like the really embarrassing research part, research phase of this. So now that I do know you guys, I can send it and it'll be like, <laughs> I would like to see this. Actually, I haven't. It's definitely even. on like a hard drive with a Thrasher sticker on it. So, somewhere in my office. Wow. Oh my, my office, God. I mean house, <laughs> apartment. <laughs> Where I live and work and breathe. Um, Satellite office. Satellite yeah, office. Yes, exactly. yes. The Quell Industries Worldwide Headquarters. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so it's so cool that you've kind of just like always been like a boss, like business lady in skateboarding mm -hmm. while also just being like a rad skater <laughs> you know i think that that's it's hard to be both <laughs> honestly i've definitely never thought of myself that way but um i mean yeah you a lot started of the stuff just hoopla women the wsa um helped out with all the x game stuff mm -hmm. and you know out there skating contests too like that's super cool none of it was planned i'll tell you that <laughs> what's next what what or i guess what have you what's been, next? yeah I, i've been leaving this because i know that it's like such a hard topic to talk about but uh i heard you've been a little bit busy with uh something called the olympics <laughs> yeah that, you could say that yeah i guess the olympics is what's next we've got you know the next eight months are going to be crazy, and then uh, it'll be in our rearview mirror. But, yeah, that's what's coming up next. So do you have, like, an official title? I do, yeah. I um, Over the past year, I was brought on to be – I have I wear two different hats. I'm the high-performance director, which means I'm basically in charge of the budget that comes in. Um, sorry, I'm the high-performance director for USA Skateboarding, which mm -hmm. is the national governing body for skateboarding in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm in charge of basically going through the budget that the USOPC gives us um, and allocating it to the skaters 
Um, so that way we can support our team. Um, and then I'm also the women's team manager for Street and Park, wow. which is wow. basically, um, it's a little more than, um, you know, they don't call it a coach. They don't use that term, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but technically, you know, helping with strategy and stuff like that, coaching per se is part of the job. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we also just, you know, Mark Waters is the men's, my men's counterpart. We basically, we just make sure everyone's set up for the events mm-hmm. coming up. There's, you know, a big registration process. It's very new and different. Yeah. Um, you know, we educate everyone on, on the anti-doping rules. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, just make sure everybody's set so they can do their best, really. Yeah. Um, and I know that you might not be able to answer all of these questions, so, like, just feel free <laughs> to be like, nope. But... I had I have people approaching me because I work with Quell mm-hmm. asking questions about the Olympics and I'm consistently like I literally have no idea. Um and I don't really think that there's like a whole lot of stuff out there kind of outlining mm-hmm. it because I think that everyone's still trying to figure it out as well since it's the first time Definitely. that skateboarding is in the Olympics so that's totally understandable yeah. but like there's a process for all sports pretty much to mm-hmm. like get qualified into the Olympics and I'm pretty sure that's like relatively standardized like is what is the process of like actually getting to compete in the Olympics how what is so, the, the path that you take right so first of all you're correct in that we're all new at this and we're learning as we go mm-hmm. um, I feel like I learn something new every month uh, with this work but um, so the way it works is there's an international federation, uh, and they kind of control the structure, um, for the qualifying system mm-hmm. leading up to, to Tokyo 2020. Um, so what they created was, a 2019 season and a 2020 season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were several events last year, the 2019 season, they'll take, each skater will take their top two results from that season Mm -hmm. and then they'll add that to the top five results from this 2020 season um and so it's a point structure so you get different points for each event that you go to Mm -hmm. or participate in um so yeah it's really you know a points game at the end of the day and then kind of the the extra part of it is the world championship for street and parks are both the end of may Mm-hmm. And whoever lands on the podium at those two events goes to the Olympics, no matter what their points are oh, in the last cool. two seasons. Wow. So that can bounce people out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. But, and the yeah, World it's, Championships, uh, that's like the SLS contest, or is this? Yep. So for street, it will be... Yeah, it'll be SLS London again. Okay. Um, they had it. They had it in London last year. That's mm-hmm. why I say that. Um, so yeah, it'll be SLS London in May, and then for Park, it's in Nanjing, China, um, mm-hmm. also in May, like the week after the street one. Wow. Um, so yeah, those those two events are really going to predict a lot. I think just because yeah. it's uh, the points are very heavy in the World Championships event. Mm-hmm. So wow. Jeez. We won't know really until it's all said and done. Who's going? Yeah. So 
Like, everyone that's been, like, kind of named for the U.S. or for the... Everyone who's kind of claimed what country they're skating mm -hmm. for, like, they can really only say, like, I'm competing in these events with the hopes to skate for this particular country. Right. That's correct. And from what I understand, you can't switch. Like, once you declare your oh, country okay. and then you go and actually have a result from one event, like, that, you're locked in. So, okay. um, mm -hmm. yeah, and so then the national team, this, is, this might answer maybe a question that some people have, <laughs> but um, the national team, like, when we put together the national team, a lot of people were like, oh, is that who's going to Tokyo for the U.S.? And that's not the case. They're just, they're the people that were, had the top, um, I think it's the top four in the rankings per gender, per discipline for okay. 2019. Okay. And then we also had a few extra people. We were able to write um, into our athlete selection procedures like that were injured really badly and were taken out and were unable to attend events because of that. Mm -hmm. um, so we were able to grow the team between 19 and 20 for those reasons. Um, but all that means is those people are getting some added support from USA skateboarding. Okay. Um, you know, like access to really good health insurance mm -hmm. and um, a monthly stipend and just, okay. you know, a little bit more support so that way they can get to these events and mm -hmm. basically do the best they can a that little easier. Sense. This is super interesting. I know. It's crazy. Um, is there a cap for the amount of people per gender, per discipline to compete per country? Yes, yeah, so the maximum number is three per country. Okay. So the U.S. will not be able to qualify more than 12 people for okay. Tokyo. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So three park, three street. Yep. Wow. Wow. And my they, brain's and like, I'm like, <laughs> there's like weird like things like floating around like my brain right now. That in meme the air. of like the, all of the equations yeah. going around. <laughs> I know it's also new and yeah, it's, it's a lot to digest, but, um, yeah. So those mm -hmm. three, let's say we qualify all 12, mm -hmm. um, per gender, per discipline, you have to be within the top 20 in the rankings. So for world rankings, um, now since there's that three maximum cap, then it will, you know, sometimes will extend past the, the one through 20, Okay. ranked people because there might be several people from brazil several people from japan yeah. several people from the u.s so you really if you looked at it right now if we were going to tokyo tomorrow mm -hmm. it would stretch <laughs> to like almost 36th place so it does wow. go down um and africa will also have to be included in that so right now for um you know a lot of the events we haven't seen many africans but i think you know i think we will in the next like, month. When you talk about like 36th place, is that per gender or third? Is that overall? Per per gender per discipline. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Yeah. So it'd probably probably be easier to explain visually. Looking <laughs> at you know a list of skaters, I, it's hard like audibly to understand. But in the sky, like organizing <laughs> the like information <laughs> in my brain. That's what I was saying. Like if you could see what my head looks like right now, it literally is like. Swirling <laughs> like numbers and like charts. <laughs> I have. Like, I kind understand. Of, trust me. Sorry. I, I was gonna say I have kind of like an possibly ignorant question, but so mm -hmm. I love I love starting that. No, but 
what I was going to say is <laughs> confidence, like, Adrian. Be confident. <laughs> has a lot of like what is informing how this event is t taking place based on like American skate things, or are there like things that you've learned from other nations that host skate events that like you would have never thought were included or like are there things from other nations you've learned that you're like very surprised about in planning this process you mean like by how they approach the event or, or give me an example like how they approach the event itself like what what happens when one of those street riders steps on the board in the Olympic Park in Tokyo 2020. I don't understand. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I understand your question. <laughs> okay, let me think. Like, um, is it like when you go to a qualifying event in China, are they like counting the points differently or no, something? No, like if you went to a qualifying event in China, like the setup of the park oh, like the and actual like the build scoring out. of the event is that like something that kind of really reflects what like American contests are like? I see what you're saying. Yes. No, to be honest, they're all completely different. Wow. And I would say, I would say the main skill I've been telling everyone to try to be good at is just being ready to adapt because yeah. a lot of these conditions have been challenging. Um, you know, sometimes the, the park itself is not, you know, you, what we're used to here in right. like California where everything's mm -hmm. perfect. And yeah, it's a, a big part of this and it is just being able to adapt. I mean, just the travel in general, mm -hmm. sometimes the food's not that great or, you know, you're in some isolated part of China where mm -hmm. they don't have coffee there, like just simple yeah. things that you don't That's really right. think about till you're in the moment. Um, so yeah, keeping your cool, being ready for <laughs> anything is kind of the way to get through this. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that like. definitely answered what I was trying to say. So I'm <laughs> glad we all got there. <laughs> yeah. At mm -hmm. first, I was like, mm. well, I, did, I didn't want to be like, skateboarding's American. So yeah, no, like, totally. Is this just an SLS contest, but in Tokyo, kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely definitely different everywhere. But I will say one of the like awesome. So one of the awesome things that has uh, kind of come with this past year traveling to all these events is just the people that we've all been able to meet. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of skaters we wouldn't see on a regular basis um, yeah. that we now are just because we're all on the, we're all on this together, you know, even though everyone's in, you know, different coming from different backgrounds and representing different countries, like we're all in this together and I've seen awesome friendships form and yeah. I've met a lot of like other coaches from other countries and managers from other countries that are rad and it's just it's been fun to be able to share that experience with with cool people yeah that's um, really cool so yeah it's gonna be so interesting yeah. like to see how the rest of the world reacts to it because i think especially to a lot of countries uh you know we obviously live in our like american skateboarding mm -hmm. bubble um you know countries where skating isn't well known yeah. or isn't seen as a sport it's even debated here if it's a sport right. or not, which I don't want to get into that yeah. conversation like at all. <laughs> uh, personally, I'm just like, you know, there's different tracks for everybody. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm really curious as to see like what the public that doesn't skate, like what their response is going to be. You know? Yeah, I am too, actually. Um, I think they'll probably embrace it. I mean, it's so new and mm -hmm. exciting and, yeah. 
I think we live in a time when skateboarding in general is is accepted mm-hmm. uh, by the mainstream, and yeah. I think it's yeah, I think it's kind of a new era. Um, I think it's gonna be so cool we'll because there's gonna be like there's gonna be women seeing mm-hmm. women skate for the first time that they ever see anyone skate. Yeah, that's right. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of that's crazy. Absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think yeah. it will create opportunity for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to host a quail watch party at least. Oh, that would be fun, actually. You guys should. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like big bar style, like, like get a huge, all the like, TVs projector. in a oh bar or something to just be on that. That would be so <laughs> Like a sports Well, bar. I feel like a lot of sports bars are going to be showing Olympics anyway, so it wouldn't be that hard. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, we'll talk this offline is, this about is this. This is the um, like, my, like, manifestation I just right got now. really excited because that would be really funny. You guys. It was like, pit, like beer pitcher specials and like made it like super like bro sports bar, but like we're just like watching skating. USA. <laughs> USA. You guys should hit up one of those three new indoor parks and yeah. and do an event with them. That's oh, a good true. call. We'll just chant me, 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely do not do that. That is um, not a good idea. So what's when's Alex White getting approved for commentary? <laughs> I don't know, but that will be the day, let me tell you. Oh, my that God. That's when we're going to press the the tail tapping button yes. on the podcast machine. Is that, no, I just called that Seriously. a podcast machine. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> um, okay, I think I have one more Olympics question. And I'm really sorry because I'm sure that you're tired of asking these things. Um, oh no, I'm I'm happy to answer them. Thank you. And I just realized that I said asking instead of answering these things. <laughs> um, do you have any, or does anyone know what the course is going to look like? So, yes, they actually, I guess they had to get, you know, the course design approved quite a long time ago, but it's been kept under lock and key. Yeah, I can Mm -hmm. imagine. Excuse me. So, yeah, so no one's seen it, at least no one that's Mm going to be, you know, competing or Mm -hmm. actually using the course has seen it that I know of. Um, But I did hear on a call recently that they should be showing that to people by the springtime. Okay. Maybe April. April time frame, I think it will be revealed. Um, so, yeah, but no one will be allowed to skate it, obviously, yeah. from what I'm told. Um, and But I think even just knowing what the obstacles are yeah. Yeah. and knowing that, you know, California State Parks is building it, I'm pretty sure. So, okay. oh, um, wow. I yeah, I think. Can I get some intel? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's um, government yeah, hopefully, information. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it's super under lock and key. But hopefully by April, yeah. everyone will get to take a peep at it and see what see what's and then in store. Will the sanctioned people who qualify be able to practice? Like how long before in that course? So they each um, for street and park, they each get four days of practice before the contest. Huh. Uh, which that's that's a pretty good yeah. amount of time. No big deal, so that, on the world stage, four days. <laughs> but I think that right. does sound like, um, honestly, like, reasonable. Yeah. Usually you can find, like, yes, a some... decent line in a couple hours and then work towards it. Exactly. So. Exactly. That's so, awesome. yeah, I, I think they'll have plenty of time. And, um, yeah, hopefully it'll be a red course. Random red distractions. courses, I should say, two oh, of them. Yeah, there you go. 
we have like a random distraction because there's huge windows in this podcast thing and this the cutest little baby just like went by the window and adrian and i were just like oh. <laughs> well we're like an actual baby like an actual baby well, with, woman, their, with their with their adult human the baby like yeah. on her chest. <laughs> but that that the person holding the baby did not compute i'm just like adorable baby, baby has a Kristen style headband she, on. That's, I think why, that's why i really i connect with children more because i'm like oh my god we are the same their hair accessories <laughs> <laughs> um anyway back to the park are they permanent are they gonna stay there like could we go a few months after and go skate the park you know i should know the answer to that but i can't remember okay. i feel like yeah i need to double check on that i can't remember what i was told that would be, um, I mean, it would be awesome if they were. Yeah, it would be, it would awesome be such a were. cool like tourist attraction after, you know? Yeah. Like Definitely. That would definitely be. Yeah, I need to find that one out and let you guys know. Thank you. When is it again? <laughs> the Olympics. Because so, I know the Olympics is like month or a month, basically, when it's like all said and done on qualifying yep. and what airs when it airs. So. Yep, it's... um. Let me pull up my calendar here. Oh. <laughs> I don't tell you the wrong <laughs> date. Okay. I remember I, I looked at it once and I was like, oh. Okay. So it's July 24th cool. okay. through August 8th. Cool. Wow. That's awesome. And street is the very first day. So street is oh. the 25th, I believe. Holy moly. Um, and then park is at the very end. So park's not till the very, like, last couple days. So we're going to, we're in for the long haul. Wow. Yeah, that is quite a long haul. You better long book our haul. tickets, Adrian. <laughs> See you there. No, I would dream. You go there and then I'll host the bar. I do love Japan. <laughs> Mimi, can I stay in your hotel room, please? <laughs> No, you're in the you know Olympic what? I, Village, right? We're in the village. We are in Can the I village. Stay under your bunk bed. <laughs> you know, if I answered yes to that, I couldn't say it on the podcast. That's so fair. we're gonna have to <laughs> sneak fair. you in. We're gonna have to sneak you in if we do I'll that. I'll go in someone's luggage. I'm I'm small. I'm relatively flexible. I can fit into anywhere I need to sleep. I'm good. <laughs> If I can I'll, find a way to snuggle you guys in, I'll, I'll do it. I'll be like a roadie, like, oh, sorry, I have, I, uh, I'm here carrying the boards. I we just have the boards. tools. It's fine. We'll yeah. just, we just have to tighten some trucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm the official um, truck tightener and loosener, like a, like you're the, the pit caddy. crew. Yeah, you're the caddy. <laughs> That's incredible. Cool. I'll start practicing um, carrying twelve skateboards at a time now. Yeah. <laughs> So I funny. can't wait. Like, oh that really tripped me out when I saw the, like, the picture and everyone was holding, like, USA skateboarding decks. Like, yeah. that's going to be so interesting to see everyone in, like, the same, right? You have to wear, like, the same uniform and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to be in, in in gear for sure. That's actually something I've been thinking about, too. Like, how, how do you, and I know that, uh, like, runners and stuff, they have sponsors, like, how do your own personal sponsors factor into, like, what you wear and what you're doing in the actual Olympic event? So, that's a good question. Um, basically, they have <laughs> what they call equipment. And if something is considered equipment, it can be your own sponsor. So, okay. shoes are equipment. Mm -hmm. And then everything on the board is equipment. And I also think helmets are equipment. Okay. So... So yeah, let's say um, 
let's say someone comes in and they're sponsors Adidas, but then, you know, your, your uniforms are Nike. So they'll be Nike clothes, but Adidas shoes while they skate. Okay. But if they get a medal over there, they do have to go to the medal ceremony fully like Nike head to toe, so oh, Nike okay. shoes in the medal ceremony. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how that works. Okay. Um, so I've always yeah, going to have lots like, of rules their about own that. board graphic. No. Yes. Oh, yeah. So the thing with, eat. yeah, they just have to get it approved. Okay. So like, let's say they have the graphic they know they're going to ride. Um, what they would do is they'd submit a photo of that, the USOPC, a very like specific department. Mm-hmm. And then they would say, okay, this looks good. This passes, you know, all our okay. protocol. Okay. And then boom, they're good. But I think that if you don't do it that way, and you just kind of show up with your stuff. I was told they do have people like on the course that like check your stuff. And if you maybe don't wow. fit the protocol, they have duct tape and they'll duct tape over stuff, wow. you know, like branding that's not allowed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, it is super specific and we're, we're kind of in the process of learning all about that right now. And one question, because you did say helmets, is it required that everyone wears helmets while they compete in all of the things? The you know, that's also a very good question. There were some really bad head injuries last fall at oh. some of these events. Yeah. And I I haven't heard official word yet, but I think that rule might be coming. Um, oh, so that. we'll see what happens with that. Like street we'll see what happens. helmets. I'm trying to start I wearing I think for sure for... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's it's the one thing you can't replace. You can go get a knee operation. You can heal your limbs, but your brain is, you know, can't really fix that if you mess it up too many times. Yeah, totally. No. Or your teeth, really. Oh, teeth? Come on. I'm just joking. Have you seen Andy Roy? I'm literally (laughs) just I know. It's hard to look at him and not only see teeth now, actually. Well, that's, that's I guess, what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You know, that's, that's part of it, I guess. You never know. You never know if you're going to knock your teeth out. I think that's sick. <laughs> I would like that. I mean, it weeds, it weeds out certain people, that's for sure. Yeah. I actually also was just like here at Qual Skateboarding, we do not endorse getting your teeth knocked out. Please keep all your teeth wear a helmet <laughs> like, and be safe. I am aware that I just said that is sick, but I lied. <laughs> Kristen's views are not the same views as supported by Qual Skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Anything said out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I'm just accidentally ripping our headphones off. I actually did just teach my dad how to skate when I was home oh in Miami. And really? Yeah, he really it's very sweet. He's very supportive of us and he really mm-hmm. wanted to learn how to skateboard and he sent me like big Miami Heat fans sent me the deck and like I bought him a deck and I bought him all sorts of gear that like match like the hardware has like red uh, bolts and <laughs> very cute. So cute. And we went. That and- is awesome. <laughs> yeah, we got him a helmet. We got him knee pads. We got him elbow pads. Actually, the great brand that Marsha told you about, Kristen, that um, oh, is it like- they're actually basketball knee. Yeah. Knee pads. pads. Which From is funny because he's riding a Miami Heat board. Very true. <laughs> it's like these great dick sporting oh kids ones. And yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, I don't know how to describe. 
do I have? I think I have them. They're with like me. um, they have egg crate looking. Yeah, almost. or like um, honeycomb <laughs> kind of. Yeah, and they're like little like patches of it, so they kind of conform to your knee. And I like them because I'm not skating vert, so I'm not really necessarily mm-hmm. like having to drop to my knees. But it's just that like extra right. bit of padding for when I do inevitably fall on my Add knee. Per- added precaution. Yeah, but it's like, you know, you, I'm not falling from 10 feet or anything, so you don't need, I don't need anything that bulky, and you can wear them under your pants. Um, Marsha, shout out. Shout out. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's so cute. I, Adrian, we'll have to like, I don't know, we'll, we'll text you the photo of uh, yeah. her dad skating. I actually I, did. I can picture it like clearly in my head because she sent it to me and it was the cutest thing was very cute i actually that's awesome that your dad was down yeah he really wanted to learn when we were in venice actually and i um we rented a skateboard which really destroyed my soul but we did that i didn't know you could do that yeah it was like ten. i did not know you could do that either you can rent a longboard and you can rent a skateboard and he wanted the longboard and i was like that's not what's happening today so we rented a skateboard (laughs) oh my god and he did a really great job and then it was great because he was like, well, you know, Adrian, like, cause he was using my board and he goes, you know, Adrian, when I get the new wheels, like it's going to be so much easier. And I was like, uh-huh. Okay, dad. Mm-hmm. And then I set him up with a whole new board and he goes, this is actually pretty hard. And I was like, I know. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's very technical. I think people don't realize yeah. um, when they try skating for the first time, how technical it is. If it's funny because... I think if you are a skateboarder, you love it enough to do it every day, at least um, for most for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, so when you see someone skating down the street, it looks so easy because right. like, like I'm mm-hmm. pained when I walk sometimes because I'm like, ah, this just takes so long <laughs> because I'm just so used to like skating, like skating yeah. is easier than walking sometimes for me. Um, yeah. So I feel like there is like this, like you look at someone just skating down the street and you're like, I can do that. And then you're like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is actually right. hard. It looks effortless. Yeah. Yeah, it looks effortless, I think. And I think that's like my my consistent beginner struggle of just like watching my friends who have been doing it for so long. Being, like, and it looks like, yeah. you know, when people ollie up a curb, for me, that's like my next step of like what I just really want to do. And I'm like, God, why does it look so easy for you? You're like, well, I've been doing it for 10 years, <laughs> you know? It's interesting. Repetition is definitely what makes it easier, I think. Yeah. Doing sure. it over and over. I feel like that's a good segue into our usual yeah. ending question, right? Unless, Kristen, you have other things, or Mimi, you have other things you want to add. I don't know. You guys covered a lot. Yeah, I feel like I we, feel like we, we think know you guys did a good job. Life story. I think so. <laughs> Thanks, Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you also for all the Olympic questions. I feel honestly, like- yeah, I was not expecting to get that much um, that much knowledge, and I feel like I can properly answer questions now when people ask me. So that makes me feel good. But yeah, I'm, now I'm, I'm happy be, to like, help. Listen it's to confusing. Yeah, it is one of sure. like our most searched terms actually on our website. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, if you see, um, yeah, like on, in our analytics, like people end up on our site because they search USA Skateboarding Olympics. That's it, yeah. <laughs> but people need to know. Mm-hmm. They need to know. They want to know. 
They need to know. Um, well, thank you so much. Yeah, the, our last question. Um, <laughs> what Do you want to ask it, Adrian? I'm literally blanking because you made me nervous. <laughs> Um, no, I remember. You guys are making me nervous. It's literally it's like not even a real question. It's, it's like not a real question. I could ask it if you want. Okay, what would your advice be to anyone who would like to start skateboarding? Oh boy, I would say just don't be too hard on yourself and start slow. Just like you have to keep up with it. Every good skateboarder has one thing in common, and that's persistence. They don't give up. I so just start slow and, you know, you'll be surprised one day you'll just be doing it. Yeah. Amazing. And, and I'll also say anyone can learn to skate. You don't have to be like 15 years old. You can be <laughs> 25, 30, 40. It doesn't yeah. even matter. 50, like you can, you can 60, anyone like can dad. learn. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Anyone can learn. So, and it's a great way to, to pass the time. So, yeah. But yeah, that's what I would say. I love that. Amazing. I love that advice because I think that people automatically think starting skateboarding, you think younger. So I'm really glad that you mentioned as someone who started skateboarding when I was 28. Um, <laughs> I I appreciate it for the old lady gang. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's uh, you know, the only boundaries are the ones you put on yourself. So, yeah. Um, anything's Anything's possible. Well, there's the there's that. the quote for the. There we go. Well, thank you so magic. much. Thank you, Mimi. Oh, where can people find you on the internet? Oh God, um, I'll just say Instagram right now. Yeah, Instagram's easy and everything else is linked from there. Um, awesome. So at Mimi Noop. Yeah. Yep. K-N-O-O-P. Yep. At her. She doesn't that's, have a ramp in her backyard, one. so don't show up at so her don't house. don't show up. <laughs> right. right. She'll probably not even be there. Probably won't even be there. Right. Thank, thank you guys you. very thank much. You. you guys are awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Call Party is presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and also at Canal Street Market. As always, you can find Quell Party on Spotify or Apple Music and Quell on Instagram at Quellskate or Quellskate.com. If you like us, subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining the party.